sorry about this. The microphone might go a little bit um, funky as I roll this joint. What you into today, Gio? I am smoking a bowl, just hanging out right now. All right, huh? Well, welcome to Straight to the Point, completely off topic with your host, Kyle Dunbar. Look how professional I did that. Today in the studio, isn't that sound awesome when I say studio? In the studio, we have Gio. I am not even going to pr- try it, man. I know. Cellular? I don't, I, don't. Get- don't even ask. Don't even ask how to say it. Oh, yeah? It, it's, a life, it's been a lifelong fucking, I just say, you know what? Close enough. I'm going to call so you finally- Aguilar then. Does that work? Hey. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You say hilarious. when you see Gio, since his name is so hard to pronounce and everybody gets it wrong and he doesn't endeavor to help them get it right, you just say Gio and you just like the O is his long, you know, just say the O long and it's his last name. Kind Does that right. make sense? No? Yeah. Yes. So somebody uh actually it was I think it was in Chicago. Somebody like it's close enough, right? It's close mm-hmm. enough. Ghostface killer, ghostface, and then just say how you think my last name is close uh-huh. enough. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Go hey. face you. Kill, 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 kill. Oh, oh my God. I just learned you know. <laughs> how long have I known you? And I, I mean, honestly, this is the hey. first time I've endeavored, I guess, to know how to That's actually not- pronounce your name. No, it isn't the first time no, I've no, endeavored. No. I've tried several times and you look at me and knowing my level of intelligence, you just immediately like Kyle. Nah, come on. Let's just smoke a joint. Drink a little. We'll be good. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> actually, that's still not how you pronounce my last name. I'm just. Oh, it's yeah. still not the right. <laughs> just giving you the closest way that we're like, you know what? Close enough. It's fine. Iliar. Right on. <laughs> Gio, you know, you, uh, you're a tattoo artist. Uh, I'd like to think so. Okay. I mean, right on. I'm, I'm getting there. Am I saying obvious things at this point? <laughs> Gio, uh, you're a human being. Gio, you're you're from Venus. <laughs> what, if you were from a planet, what planet would you be from? Oh, wow, man, that's crazy. I don't want to say Mars. That's obviously that's very. Oh yeah. I want to say I want to say Neptune. Well, just make up a like um one that we haven't really really named. It's got a bunch of X's and, and stuff. But okay, oh, no, we'll just go with Neptune. You're Neptune. Yeah. Yeah. Like the water, water planet, right? Isn't that what that is? I think so. Whoa, that does that also weird. make you Poseidon? You don't go well, in the I ocean. I am an Aquarius. I am an Aquarius. Oh, but you that don't go weird. in the ocean, right? You're I, out there in Cali. Really, I don't. No, no, no. No, wait, no. Yeah, you're landlocked now. You're like in Arizona, ain't you? Uh, close, Oklahoma, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> that was close. Oh, right now you're in a relationship right now. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> is it, is it complicated? It's, no, absolutely. you know what? It's <laughs> is that not, what you put on is, your Facebook? It, it's, you know what? Okay. It's not complicated. Uh, oh, the Facebook thing is, you know, pe- people like fake shit and that's, what's funny. Don't take my Facebook serious. Whatever. <laughs> it's def- It's not a good idea. It's not right. Yeah. I'm you lying. Know? Trust me. <laughs> so even your relationship status on your Facebook shouldn't take it seriously. Absolutely not. Like, I think it says on there looking for big men right now. That's not to be um, taken seriously, then. I mean, <laughs> Stelios is single, so I think I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big and hairy, wasn't that the description? 
know, Estelios ain't so tall. He, he, he's, he might be a little hairy. He's a Greek kid, you know. <laughs> I don't know if he's, is he one of them chest shavers. I know I went, um, went on a cruise with Al Flix and his wife, and I think I seen myself through their eyes for a second, and I ended up shaving my arms. I, I don't have any real tattoos on my arms. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I noticed that Al's, like, all shaving his chest down. Like, he does the whole buzz over it where it's just, like, stiply. It's got to hurt. Like, his old lady's putting her head on that chest. It's got to be like, ouch, I would think. Yeah. I don't these are the things that keep me from being gay, I would think. <laughs> no, nah, your stubble's going to hurt my face, man. Can't uh, nuzzle into that. That's like rubbing against sandpaper. Some yeah. <laughs> but uh, Al, Al uh, we're, we're out there, you know, bathing gear. And I don't know if I caught their eyes or I just, I just felt it the next day, man. Because I got, I got this long fucking Wolverine hair all growing up on my arms, all stupid, you know. And... uh and so I shaved it off. I don't know. That's I felt- crazy. That's crazy. You survived two weeks on a boat with Al. I Dude, it was like- the best time. Really? Actually, we- I couldn't, yeah, I, I think it's I couldn't even. My first, my first time going to New York. I think I told you this story, but we're gonna go in it. First time going to New York, and uh, I couldn't even survive an Al Fliction family barbecue. Fucking oh yes. Crazy. Even where'd you even Where'd you grow we- up? Uh, Southeast LA. It was a what you would call a suburb, I guess. But, I mean, you definitely wouldn't want to live in that neighborhood. They didn't deliver Is pizza it? past... They didn't deliver pizza past 2 p.m. when I was growing up in this neighborhood. <laughs> right. It was well, ridiculous. That's... that's If you're living in the Midwest, like, out here in Michigan, like, I'm like, yeah, no one delivers pizza t- past 2 a.m. Wait, did you say 2 a.m. or 2 p.m.? 2 p.m. Ho. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right on. Yeah. No. So like, <laughs> crime you know, back, starts back. at two ten exactly, and we are not like, driving okay. your pizza there. Okay. Yeah. For for real, uh, it was a weird like a. Uh, I mean, so we'll go. So they must have experienced that crime didn't happen oh. though from eleven oh, a.m. because the pizza <laughs> place they're not open in the morning, right? Uh, you know, pizza starts cooking at like maybe eleven. That's what I said. Th- that's the way I feel. Yeah. Who wants it? Yeah. You got, I guess you got that hour window, you know, no, we lived in a, I lived in a neighborhood called the one way. So it was like a, maybe about a nine block radius of a big square. And so every block went up, down, up, down one way. Right. And so you probably had about maybe, maybe six inches between your mirror and the person parked on the streets mirror. There wasn't. Really okay. Yeah. There. So, like, you know, it was a very gang-infested neighborhood. Uh, a lot of people competing for, for limited resources there. Well, you know, like, they just figured out a hustle. Well, I mean, a bad hustle, but, the, you know, order the pizza, order 10 pizzas. They have to bring change, and they would just block you in. Well, what are you going to do? Back up? Oh, and that happened after 2, 2 p.m. That would just happen. No, they. I don't know. It would just happen at night. Right. But they would. They would right. just stop. They would just stop having the delivery drivers stop coming wow. to this neighborhood. <laughs> like it was. It was fun. I mean, not fun, but it was. Yeah, it wasn't fun. <laughs> For the only, the only thing I know fun. about it was Cheech and Chong. I think it was just Cheech, right? <laughs> Cheech Marin. He made the song East LA, but you were Southeast LA, not fitting in with the song. Uh. Well, Didn't he make uh, it Southeast LA or East LA? Well, uh, born in East LA. Mm. I think yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, the 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 um parody of Born in the USA. <laughs> yeah, it was a good movie. It was a good movie too. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch. Yeah, it. yeah. I like. I mean, I've watched most of uh, Cheech and Chong's shows, but that was just Cheech by himself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that that's such a, a problem. No. It was a good. It was a really good one too. It was, I mean, more relatable to us because it was fucking hilarious. Like being born in the U.S. and then in the 80s like you had that shit you get caught i mean i guess you could do that now <laughs> like get caught and you're gonna get deported that's it that was the joke that was just the big joke and still a good joke it was serious <laughs> it was just funny because you can't do anything else but laugh is that what it was yeah, for just sure what else because, you, could you know like, i mean like you know like a mexican heritage you we all probably went through that like we, oh, that had is. That, we had we had that family member that like crossed over mm-hmm. illegally. He's hanging out trying to do his shit. And then, you know what? Got caught jaywalking. Yeah. And you know what? Bus ride back home. That was <laughs> the Godfather. You're in Oklahoma. Is, oh. Have you have you seen remnants of the Godfather around? Have you met him? Do you Ooh. have you met our our Mexican friend, the Godfather, who take no offense to this, oh, please. Yes, no, 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 no. Okay, about. he, he yes. calls himself know, a wetback to me, and I'm like, ooh, I don't, I can't say that. No, you know, you I know, just what? did, I guess. He no, calls no. himself the W word. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> you know what? You're probably going to come across like you know, Mexicans take it in stride. I think you know. Right. We, no, I'm he was like, that. no, I swam across, Kyle. That's how I got here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he was ever serious about it. Yeah, Jose, the Godfather. Yeah, ink father ink father yes oh man man it's been a while dude it's been that long that i'm calling him the wrestler's name yeah. i'm calling him al pacino <laughs> he's, he's still here too man oh is he him. yeah he's still around and doing his thing <laughs> he, he built a shop out there i don't oh, know man. his purpose for it um <laughs> and it it didn't look any different i'm gonna say that too uh, then, then a shop, a cheap shop, you know, he, he was cutting corners, but oh, yeah. he didn't use any nails on the two by fours. He, <laughs> he used duct tape. He wrapped the ends and he did normal construction, like 16 centers, probably two foot center because they're interior partitions. But then he, he used duct tape at the top of all these to get the two by fours <laughs> together to make a wall. <laughs> it was, I thought it was crazy. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And he just like, matter of factly, was like a I'm like, no, dude, you don't have a hammer. <laughs> You've got a <laughs> roll of fucking duct tape in your hand, man. I remember, I, the, I remember the very first time walking into that shop. It was a really long time ago. Oh, it you, was, uh-huh. it, it was um, when Shane won his, that, that fucking, he did what, what was it? Gambling Rose up there in Ohio, something like okay, that. Okay, yep. Uh, was that it? was one of the, you remember that? I feel like it might have been in PA, but it could have been Ohio. You know, it's like Cincinnati. Oh. Cincinnati it was, uh, or something. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I did a road trip do- with Jose. No, it didn't. I did a road <laughs> trip with Jose and I stopped in Tulsa. I was here for like two days and it was the first time walking into that shop. This guy had like there was tarps separating like one part of the shop to the next part. And I was just like, oh shit. You know, but wow. I've been I've been to, I've been to conventions that worse. Worse what? conventions i've been to like you went to a convention in a a mall right oh yeah yeah <laughs> fucking holy shit man. well that okay. let me to the cut to our listeners uh one of the i, I have several friends that travel obviously <laughs> traveling tattoo artists geo is one of them and geo uh, i'm having him on 
purposely well because i love the guys but also and and i want to give you any platform you can to showcase your artwork which is beautiful and you should book up with a kid and he's coming to your city so you might as well but i'm also having him on because he has done this for so long and gone to so many obscure tattoo shows oh man like you take it you you gamble yeah I mean, you're like first year. I don't know. The booth is cheap. <laughs> I've got a ride. I'm going. You know, I had a, I had, I had to think. Um, it was a different upbringing on my end of like how tattooing started for me. You know, it was. Um, I lived with a friend, and he was like in high school tattooing. This is how far it goes back. But I was like, I looked at him, and he like was flipping the fuck out all the time about like keeping up with shit and dealing with people's attitudes and friends wanting to be this hookup thing. And this is way before, this is way before my thought process of even being a tattooer. He made me super discouraged. And I was like, I don't even want to do this. It seemed like work. Yeah. And, um, so, and keep that in mind. And so, go back, you know, I've always been interested in art. I've been drawing and doing art since like i remember third grade like uh-huh. uh, tracing comic books and trying to get good and figuring things out and blah 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 and just with the purpose of getting good you weren't just drawn for drawn sometimes you were drawn to get good no, too no i wanted to be good at like what i wanted to be good at art you know right on. Where, like you saw that these things were done by somebody else you wanted um, to do that and even then i grew up with um which you know, like uh, my, and goes even further a little bit, like um, don't talk to him about him too much. Nobody really knows, but like um, my father, like is a, and my uncle and my dad, my grandpa, they're all into car rebuilding and restoring old custom cars. Mm-hmm. Back then my dad was trying to make ends meet, I think. And I can just remember him like trying to airbrush like cars on shirts and like the typical fucking thing that you would see yeah. back then in the eighties, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I guess that's what the starting was, but I was in the comics. So I was trying to draw Spider-Man and Batman and fucking Flash and all that kind of shit yeah. and, and stuff like that. So that's what kept Who is your in- favorite? Who is your oh, favorite comic? Batman. Okay. Yeah. He's a Batman. You love the night, huh? Yeah. It's, it's when the fun comes out. <laughs> you know, or I'm in bed, drunk, passed out. And it's still a good night. Good night. <laughs> you know, I didn't wake up in jail. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, you know, art was just a big background on my my end. I didn't really want to let it go, but it was a it really was a dying art in myself. It was a talent being wasted. Like what, because came, of air- airbrushing or um I didn't I saw the discouragement of my friend. Okay. In tattooing. tattooing. In tattooing. Um, I was going through like, you know, self shit, you know, like I was heavy into drugs at the time and like all about myself. I just wanted a party and I was out all night and this and that. Are you and, escaping um, something? You know, yeah. Uh, my dad. <laughs> and even then, like even before all of that, like I grew up in a very gang-ish family. All of my, all of my family members, all of them, pretty much. Okay. Brothers, uncles, aunts, mom. Uh, That's the expected them, all, tradition. Yeah, you 
you know, where we lived at, it was one of those things. You lived in those, and then grow up and it, it, being Mexican, I guess. I'm not trying to downplay it. It was either one or the other, you know, like mm-hmm. you're either going to go follow in their footsteps and like end up in prison and blah, blah, blah. You know, my little brother just right. got out. Do, my little brother just got out doing 19 years. My little brother. Was that on a parole? Is he, he, or did he do all 19? He had to do all 19 because he was in California and California don't play. Right on. And so, you know, it's, it's, and I, I saw. How'd he come out? Is he all right? Yeah, man. Sorry to slow down, but I'm curious. No, no. No, he's doing good. It seems like a. 19 years. He he came out with, uh, he had a lot of support, man. Like, Mm. and that's a lot. I think you need that a lot if if you're in there, you know, so a lot of, a lot of, people just kind of turn your back and like turn their back on the people on the inside and they got to fend for themselves and right. all that kind of shit. But he had a lot yeah. of support between the family and whoever was around, you know, but he came out, you know, like he has a, he has a good up background. I mean, a good, how do you say it? Uh, I'm sorry. How do you, I don't know. He's got a good support structure. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. And does he have a, is he, is he learning? Is he working anywhere doing anything? Is yeah, he tattooing? Yeah. No. Okay. He doesn't. No, he's not tattooing. I don't think he's ready for all that. <laughs> right. So, Sometimes but, we go inside and we don't know that we're artists. You know, I think there's a lot of people inside that don't realize that they're artists until all the um, distractions of the of the free world are kind of taken from them. And then they're they're made to be, you know, kind of solitaire and alone and separated. And they're given all that time. And with that time, some of them end up, you know, a lot of people come out of jail uh, tattooing or in the art field now or something, or, or at least they were drawn on envelopes for people for, for extra commissary or something, you know? Right, right. I mean, I, you know, like I never did prison, prison time, but that's what kept me safe. Like I had to go take a couple of vacations for dumb shit. And <laughs> okay, man, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yo draw on a fucking envelope real quick here's the fucking whatever leave me yeah. alone like give me my four items and it's cool yeah. like you know, yeah you yeah know. but when, when you're to- in jail they take away you, you miss out on normalcy of life and so even as a, as a prisoner or a jailed person if you're sending an envelope to your girlfriend your ability to make it look pretty is is uh that's sought after right I mean, isn't that what we do now on a much bigger scale? Yeah, yeah, on just a, not on a, envelopes necessarily. We're not, we're not doing on envelopes, and we're. Oh uh, no, maybe actually, know? if we get really deep into it, maybe we're just doing it on envelopes that are carrying the the soul inside. You know, so going back to like I said, <laughs> I mean, like I never going back to like how tattooing came about. Like I didn't want to. At first, because it seemed like such a headache and dealing yeah. with. Yeah, hey, you got um, the guy. What was me about his poor life as a tattoo artist? What did he want? Did, to, he, did he want to do something else? Was he a I rap no star idea. or something? Okay, sorry no for getting idea. into him so much, but I no, wonder. No, no, no. I'm, I'm wondering what made him such a, a, a yeah, coarse individual that you're like, oh man, that looks like shit. <laughs> how many? How many of us artists do you know that? Um, with a successful career that we're just like, no, nah, man, I, I was born in the suburbs. It was really nice. I was high upscale living the whole time. And, you know, I just, 
felt this this passion to to draw. It's like oh, no, right? Yeah. Let me <laughs> no. let me not let me not take advantage of my parents' money. Let me go work and figure this thing out. <laughs> yeah. You know, no me, one, no me, one's an me, artist when they're rich. You know, and then come into traveling. Let's you know that's what I want to do the rest of my life: pay for hotels, plane tickets, and let's just hope money comes back. How's it been going with that? You you've been doing it so long; it's got to be yeah. doing something. You know, um, I'm glad I, I'm glad things worked out the way they worked out, and are working <laughs> out the way they're working out. You know, um, <laughs> you taking a piss while I'm fucking talking to you. I was watching, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's say you're washing the dishes, make I'm, it better for people. I'm washing my hands. She can edit this out. <laughs> she, she said she got just walked faster because I just spilled coffee all over my sweats. And so now uh, I'm scared what, of the stain setting in. So no, I'm gonna put some I cold did. water on it. That's what grandma that's said. Exactly what I did. I was I spilled some coffee. Are you kidding me? No. Is that kismic? <laughs> Dude, are we like are we like those photons that they proved time travel was possible with? By making them bend in the same ways, but across distance, but I, but controlling time. So like that's you and I, dude. I, we might child, be about to zoom as back. As a child, I always believe that, that there is somebody doing the same thing as I am right now. Somewhere, huh? it's, it's almost impossible to not believe that. It was me, man. <laughs> well, in we this go, instance. See? Look at, there we go. See? Hey, um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, we might have like that. Might so if time travel ever is going to exist, right? That means know, it must exist those? now. You don't you don't watch infographics, bro? It's What's infographics? Deep. It's oh wow, Kyle, really? Oh, I don't watch shit, man. It's it's a Facebook thing. It's, it's oh like shit, Facebook, yeah. It's it's a Facebook channel. It's weird as fuck, and they try to like sell you on these are facts. And they were mm-hmm. like, I was watching one earlier. And it's funny. And they're like, oh, try people that got caught time traveling. And they caught like these fucking 1940s photos. And it looks like someone's talking on a cell phone. And they're like, I've seen these. And I've I'm seen like, them debunked ah. too. <laughs> if they can time travel in the future, doesn't that mean that if they can time travel backwards in the future, then wouldn't we imagine that time travel exists? now as well i mean depending on how far back they can go we don't know the real controls over it maybe it how gets much, better in the future but it's got to be how possible much, mm-hmm. how much do we really really know i mean you know i know they, that i don't know they keep that yeah exactly <laughs> i want to i want to know that i know and i want to believe that i know they're leading us to believe no you don't know but i'm still hoping the world's flat <laughs> Oh God! Don't even. <laughs> I'm just hoping. I don't think it is. I mean, no signs point to that for me. But man, how cool would that be if I'm just like I could wake up and say like, my whole world was a lie. Uh, that's new, exciting. Yay! Why were they doing this? What fucking possible? It's like, is the basketball actually a frisbee? I don't know. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I can't even agree with that one. No, flat, flat earth people are just like the worst. <laughs> Why have you you've met several or not? I haven't met too many. I, no, I haven't. I haven't. It just boggles my mind that it's a thing. It's like, are you fucking serious? Like, serious? There's a show on Netflix called Be- Beyond the Curve. 
Um, that that's a fun one to watch. It's it's pretty good. You could probably just watch the last five to ten minutes of it, where they really surmise the whole thing. Oh yeah, and you're yes, kind of yes, like, yes, with Bill Nye and all that. No, kind of, no. Nope. Well, no. they might have had Bill Nye on for like a, a minute, but he was not a integral part of it. This was actually a documentary following the people um, involved in the Flatter. the movement of Flatter. Oh no. Oh man, I gotta get on that. Oh, it's pretty good, dude. It's good. Honestly, I came away with an understanding of them as being scientists. Oh, stop. dude, far more. Think about it like this. Okay. Far more scientific than I or you, because we just accept that the world is the way that we've been told the world is, and we don't run scientific experiments to test those theories. We're just like, I get it. Yeah, no. the world's round. You showed me pictures, sent people to the moon. I'm with it. These guys say, listen, I don't get it. I don't buy it because y'all be lying to me. You told me marijuana was bad. And then when I didn't say no, I was like, this stuff's okay. So now I'm checking out everything and they do experiments. It, you know, they, they miss on a lot of points sometimes. And in the end... They actually, I don't mean spoiler alert. If you don't want to know the end of Beyond the Curve, don't listen right oh, now. I already know the end. The earth is round. <laughs> they prove that the earth is round to themselves through their experiment. A very elaborate. It had to be funded. They had to buy products and then these products weren't good enough. They had to buy better products. You know what I mean? To test the earth. And they prove in two different ways that the earth is round. However, they go back to the drawing board because the very interesting thing for me about it is that it's actually more about what we can and can't accept. If I have lost my family members and friends because I have this crazy belief that I want to check out and then I find out I was wrong, where do I go? Right. And, and, also, all the community that I've built up inside of that. Hey, the world's flat. Oh, I believe you. I'm with it. Let's try and find out. All those people do. I just lost all their friendship. You know, if I say, oh, guess what, guys? I, think- I was wrong and we were wrong. Now I'm as hated as everybody else that I used to hate in that group. When someone would come on, the world's round, you dumbasses. And I'd be like, oh, fuck you, man. You're so stupid. You don't. You're like my you mom, my dad. For spreading, like, I always think that's irresponsible to spread yes. like, misinformation. Um, and no. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can if I stand in judgment, if it's mm-hmm. an opinion, yes. If you're trying to lay a fact down and you're fucking wrong, just, <laughs> look you at should that move dude. on. Yeah, <laughs> you should. What happened? What's that but it's tough. Name? Some, something Jones, like he like thought that Sadie, Shady, Sandy Hook or Sandy Hook was a conspiracy. Now look at that guy. Alex he, Jones. Um, yeah, yeah, he's so fucked. Or he's so fucked for spreading misinformation, thinking like it's basically the same thing. It yeah, didn't happen. I think this is wrong. Maybe but one of the bigger is- dangers of what he's done in that case is that he can't spread the truth anymore because everything that he, that even if he were to come up with the truth now, like uh, I heard something about, you know, turning the frogs gay, right? Putting chemicals in the water, it turns the frogs gay. And here's the thing. Yeah, I think it's kind of happening in a really dumb way, like not really as dumb as he's making it, but he's dumbing it down for people. And there are so many um, 
what is it? Pharmaceutical that. drugs in our in our in our streams and our water sources. The fish are turning um, the, is changing genders, if I'm not mistaken, that is actually causing gender problems inside of the fish. So is it turning them gay? No. But is it disrupting the natural harmonious flow of nature? Yes. Now, is it them that are doing it? Uh, I mean, it kind of is because it's not me, but it is actually them doing it through me. I don't it's even, so large. That's so, I think that's so funny. You're like turning the fish gay. Like, what are they like wearing purses? Like, that's, is, that, <laughs> are they, is that how they identifying? Like, I don't even understand that. No, um, <laughs> I think it's, it might be making more predominantly. I'm, I don't care to study too much, but I, I like to scratch the surface a little bit. And my understanding of it is maybe it's making them the, a population overly um female or some of these um in some instances different uh species literally they change genders that's just a real ass thing don't be mad at me about it it just happens some species change genders when there's a population of like all males some of those males might turn female and again don't be mad at me when I'm wrong, too, because I don't fucking know shit. So I'm probably just speaking I mean, up my ass. But that happens. So when well, yeah. the, I mean, the to, chemicals to, in the water, they might make them feel like the population's changed and it might trigger that response. I don't know. I've never met a gay fish. So, you know, not even once. I never we met um, Max <laughs> this weekend. Max? Remember Max? You what tried to Max? guess his former name? No, was I drunk? You, don't, I you, were, drunk. you were you were a little drunk, brother. <laughs> you don't remember? Oh, so um, someone oh, came shit. up to us, See, and, yeah, this and is he, why I like this is why I like conventions so much, and like I'm this is like a safe place. Like uh -huh. people tell what? me people people tell me these things. Like you don't remember that? I'm like, <laughs> no, not at all. What were you but blacked then, out? Maybe this is a problem. Actually, this isn't a <laughs> podcast. Uh, we've actually got all our friends on mute. <laughs> Know, right? Yeah, no, this, is, Dale, a, this is a long Dale distance has, intervention. Dale would have the most insight for sure. Yeah, he's about to go. He's about to go and he's going to read how <laughs> your alcoholism affects him and, oh, well, and what he will not do to enable it anymore. You haven't, oh, I already know. We've had this <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> He's going to have to stop buying you the alcohol, huh? <laughs> no, not at all. There's just nothing we can do. We're just in it to win it. <laughs> like, to win what the the war against uh, your liver yeah you know we're just finally gonna see who's <laughs> gonna win you know he's had to tuck me in a couple times <laughs> like, wake up and like yeah. well what is the finish line then when you say win you know, so and you also mentioned that he tucked you in did he win that night because he was still up no he's married it's fine oh wait what do you mean tuck you in it is sexual no he, he made, no he made sure that i got to i got to the room safe right yeah that's all yeah. you that's might have it. been starting on one of those nights then because this was i don't know i think it was sunday six five six o'clock you know how that is so you you probably didn't want a tattoo anymore so you were already drinking it you know <laughs> where, you're where, like nah. where were we at what city oh, were we at damn you cleveland was i it? think was the last one wasn't that Cleveland? Yeah, Cleveland was the last one. Yeah, it was the very last one. <laughs> you know what? It, it is what it is. You know, <laughs> like yeah. we, we're in a career of like uh, I, I in interesting, you know, interesting shit, right? Come yeah, on, you know, and Give it to whatever comes whatever comes out of our mouth, at least you know it's straightforward. 
<laughs> oh, I need to make commercial breaks now. And I actually oh. just need to plug my own shit. Like I'm always having everybody else plug their Instagram. So hey, what is your Instagram? Uh, it is at Geo Artworks. Pro, I mean, typed in exactly how it sounds and spelled. You didn't Geo. try using your last name, huh? No. You're probably smart because you wouldn't have to tell everybody what it was then. And you, you know, still haven't even told me. Mm-hmm. And I like learn learn to roll the R. Oh God. Rid- yeah. All right. Okay. I'm done. You gotta roll the roll, <laughs> roll the R. You gotta get rid of the L's. Right. There's a there's a D pronunciation in there. So yeah, look at my last oh, name and take that all in. Yeah, not, yeah, you pronounced L's. Not, not even close. <laughs> oh, I did. Well, no, sell sell said. Said oh, you this are? is not going to be. This is not going to. I'm be stopping. You're right. You're right. I'm stopping. You know what? You got me it's on the It's just. Are you all? Are, does it make you a? Be- this is a question. Maybe I should, but it, I hope it doesn't sound racist. But does your ability to roll your R make you a better cunning linguist? Are you a cunning linguist? If you can roll your R, it definitely helps with a lot of different languages. Uh, I, no, I would, but <laughs> languages. But what about and, the language of eating pussy? I guess that's what I'm talking about. Oh, then you then you just split your tongue, and then all is. Oh yeah, you got your tongue split too. And How do therefore, you? Therefore, therefore, I you know you got to give up one or the other. I can't roll my R anymore, but I. I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's kind of a I don't know. It's a given. It's a give and take on that one. <laughs> Isn't everything right? So if I split my tongue, then I would have an excuse to not be better at rolling my r's roll the r but you know what you you better do the business down there (laughs) right right better at doing business down there um i forgot that you had your tongue split crazy how'd that feel oh man it was such a crazy i think my experience was a little different um it was an after Philly convention. So you know how that goes after all weekend and just being in Philly and Philly, the biggest the- tattoo convention in the world. Oh, man. By the way, listen to your, you and Troy the other day. Fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, awesome thanks. <laughs> thanks. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, it, it was, you know, just like you said it, you know, like back then a few years ago, going out and being on South street at night on Saturday night after the convention, Holy fuck, you know, like just whatever. Um, had the, <laughs> super dope opportunity to actually guest spot in that shop on south street uh, oh, wow. philadelphia at 80s wow so that's really, you know, with that's all really that history cool. huh yeah man like it, that was really i think i talked to troy about it not too long ago i think it was like this past convention uh-huh. when we were in philly and um very big for you that. was yeah, it big man, for you it felt like it you know, like, it's like uh, is it kind of like you're walking in your dad's shoes or something like a little baby, you know, you know, like, uh, I mean, it, well, it's, it's it's Troy. So like we all like look up to him, you know, yeah. like, you know, Papa. You know, like, it's, you know, you know, like um, I think he said something like he he created an avenue for people that can, you know, and traveling is not for everyone, you know. Right. It, it's, it's, it's obviously not. But if you stick with it, you get to meet and network so much better. And opportunity and opportunities are can be right around the corner as long as you conduct yourself a certain way around around that type of environment. You know, like you, you can't just be a fucking asshole and then like assume that you're just you know. <laughs> yeah. So you can't that, be like I'm here for all the good shit. 
yeah you know like <laughs> oh i'm just gonna i'm here and i'm gonna do what i want no it's like no you're gonna be here and then you're gonna take up walk-ups and then you're yeah. gonna figure it out and until you get to right work at you know decide i'm not gonna work at three o'clock and then drink the rest of the day <laughs> too drunk to do your tattoo now but i can set an appointment if you don't mind yeah. setting an appointment with a drunk lush oh, yes yeah, it no is three o'clock in the afternoon i still love doing walk-ups and little bangers trust me right but, but your favorite yes. shit is oh black and gray <laughs> don't fucking lie to me it's my it shit really, it really is my shit. is it really <laughs> Yes, I did. Said black, I, 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 I have I not seen you do a black and gray skull, dude. I, I concentrated on black and gray skulls uh, for like and, and portraits for like the first seven years of my career. I just wanted to do skulls. And then you were tired and, of being typecasted because you're like, of course like, you do portraits. You're Mexican. It, no, it, it was funny <laughs> enough, and people are like, "Oh, you do lettering." <laughs> did you do that did you focus on that at all too no not? not at all okay i hate it right I, hate, I hate lettering i can't i mean i know what good lettering looks like yeah I, I i just know you know i and feel so, similar somewhat i think the the whole um i think and you tell me if i'm wrong here but we kind of can get put off by the customer who gets lettering and then the whole pro then we almost hate lettering especially but not just because it, like we almost look down on lettering just to see it and stuff until we see it good i guess what i mean is when a customer comes in and he wants lettering he's always like simple just do it let me you get know? Meat. i think it's like a on, on Defon is like meat in the ink or ink and meat or some shit where everyone that like does the same fucking like whatever right but like a going back to like my childhood though like this uh -huh. is the thing what's funny is like uh getting lettering prison letters mm -hmm. getting prison letters from home and like they weren't to me they were to like my aunts and my mom and whatever whoever was in prison send them home and like you know send me this i need coffee blah 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 right just the word just writing the word fucking coffee on this letter would have been like the most delicate light to light like thick to thin light to <laughs> their time it was like right six six pages of this fucking nice ass lettering when they sent it home, they were sending home artwork, kind of. Yeah. and uh, it, But I, it turned was, you off from it? No, no. It was just like what I knew what good lettering would should look like. I could never do it on a tattoo. I could probably write it on a piece of paper. But like for tattoos, okay. I, was, I was never happy with a, a, a lettering tattoo that I've done. It would be the most simplest thing. Like, you know, I'm right. not going to fucking fancy this shit out. I'm, I'm not like... Uh, big sleeps or flocks or any of these guys or anything like that i just wasn't my thing at all Peace, yeah you know my i mean coming my, my son my eldest son is locked up right now and he's looking at another two years before he gets his first date for parole just about and uh he just sent home and he's one of those kids so when i say someone goes and they don't figure out that they're going to be an artist or that they could, could be an artist until they get locked up that's him and not just him, to some irony, it's also me. I was a drug dealer until they caught me. And then I was like, you know what? Tattoos are cooler. <laughs> and so I studied them instead. And you know. he was he was just a dumb idiot. <laughs> uh, I love my son, obviously. But <laughs> he, he, thank God he, he's learning to be an artist because he is a terrible criminal. <laughs> he's I mean, isn't that, isn't that mm -hmm. a way? It, 
I mean, isn't that anybody that goes to jail? I mean, you didn't get away with it. <laughs> you didn't do it right. Yeah. You, you, you didn't, you're not doing it right. Yeah. But well, this takes- is his second stay too. So he's, <laughs> he came out and we gave him, you know, we tried the support structure and uh, he wanted to fuck off after he, he was, um, he, you know, you know, people can be stupid. I was, a lot of us come back stupid and he got, uh, he was really smart to start. And then, you know, he got himself a girl and she was, a bad influence and real quick he was down the same path so his support struck we had to leave you know we're not going to enable bad behavior so right. we got to get out and then it wasn't much longer he was locked up the second time and, and it was on that but this yeah. time he's inside and he's like no i got to come out and have something better than a mcdonald's job and thankfully his his dad tattoos and knows a lot of people tattooing and so he's been studying of course lettering because of where he's at and he just sent me home something just like what you were talking about uh, with all the most beautiful lettering. It gave me a, and, and, and then skulls with eyeballs on the, coming out of the head and roses coming out of the head all around the eyeballs. edges. Get rid of eyeballs and skulls. Makes Don't like them? Why? No. It just makes you sense. like them? You love no, skulls? I, I love skulls, not eyeballs and skulls. Okay. Well, this one's coming off the top of the head. So does that, oh, okay. Okay. Does okay. that pass? And okay. the top of the head is becoming a rose too. We're kind of common, common t- kind of jail theme. It, it was very jail esque, you know. I'll send you a no, picture after this. It, it, I was really proud of him, actually. That's why I'm one reason why I'm talking about it. I'm really excited that this time he seems like he's getting his his uh, his feet underneath him before he kind of comes out, and uh, you know, hopefully he can avoid too many flops for or tickets as as it is for you know getting caught tattooing inside. I hope he doesn't actually tattoo inside. I tell him not to, but oh, you know that. He's a slow learner on, yeah. Well, I mean, you just can't avoid that. People got to survive any way they can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If that's gonna, if that's gonna get them three soups and a candy bar, you know that's gonna. Fuck yeah, them. like one of the I've learned one of the problems with the jail system is like you ain't got a we don't put enough money into it and we don't treat them enough like humans. And when you don't treat someone like a human, you should not be surprised when they don't act human. Well, you I mean, know it. It is. It's. Two, it's one or the other two. You can go in there for fucking, you know, traffic tickets. You're still going to get treated the same as the person that fucking like, you know, probably went on a high speed chase with a baby in the back car, you know, and robbed someone. You're still going to be treated the same. So there's no like divine, there's no divided line. Oh, you're the nicer person. We're going to, you're over here. So you get treated anyway, the same. I don't think it's like, um, you know, like in with, with that person that went in with traffic tickets is going to sit there for 30 days conversating with that dude that robbed the fucking convenience store. You're probably going to learn some other bad shit, you know? Yeah. Like that guy's, was, not, gonna, yeah. That guy's not going to teach you how to drive faster, like <laughs> <laughs> drive safer, you know? So it was like, uh, you know, it, 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 I follow. Yeah. That's what, uh, I, that's where I say, I mean, all right. I'm, I'm kind of done talking yeah. about it. Right. Fuck jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're both just, out. How about, how We're about not we going don't back. go to jail anymore? You know, every, that's, after every, that's what I say after every like crazy drunken night, you know, I can wake up in jail. It was a good night. Now, Are you, when say. was the last <laughs> time then that you woke up in jail? Is it far behind you? Um, actually maybe a year. It was it was a disagreement with the neighbor. Him and I knew it was going to happen. We got into a uh-huh. fight and it was a mutual fight. Fist fight? They, okay. Yeah. Right. And they, they took me 
and I stayed there for the night and the judge threw it out because he knew that I would, I would have beaten the case anyway, because of the situation that had happened, you know, Oklahoma right. has this stand your ground law, you know, you have the chance to either walk away, mm-hmm. but if right. you come towards, if you come towards me in an aggressive manner, I'm allowed to punch react. you in the face. Yeah. Right. So that's what had happened. And uh, some some instances, I certainly don't mind that uh, the use of deadly force in some cases like that without the the threat of deadly force, that gets a little bit concerning to me. But Well, he charged me with his motorcycle. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's deadly like, force. So, I, you know, like, and I was just walking around the block. Me and uh, my friend were walking around the block, like where I live, you know, it was a uh-huh. nice night, decent night. And uh, we just take a walk around the block. And uh, what were you guy, doing that was offensive? Are you yelling profanity no, no, no. at the top of your lungs? No, not at all. Not at all. You, you not listening all. to your rap music or something? You got your no. pants too I, low? We, something we, we pissed a, him off. Yeah, we had a like, okay, well, I won't want to make a long story longer, so I'm going to just do it real quick. Hey, so, this is a podcast. We get to be long. Oh, uh-huh. Here we go. Um, so he has two children. They had two children. It was him and his wife. They live on the other opposite side of the block and whatever. And I have my kids with me. And, you know, like they're kids. Want them to play, do whatever. Just be fucking neighborly kids and play outside and do your shit. Yeah. And uh, one day, um, he, I don't know if it was the first time he hit my daughter. In what? The face. Yeah. He, they're, they're young. They're very young kids. Oh, the kid so, did. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. You know, <laughs> Good like distinction. Play, yeah, yeah. yeah. The kids were okay. playing. And I thought you met the guy that charged oh, you on the motorcycle. It was like, oh, I yeah. just smacked your That's kid, and now I'm going fuck. after you. Yeah, right. And uh, so, yeah, that happened. And, like, being, um, you know, being a parent, you know, you're uh-huh. not going to, you know, not to be too hot-headed, but go over there, talk to the parents. Hey, yeah. your child, hey, that's your child you, you know, your child did this. Give them some and, lessons. Uh, you know, like this is what's happening or what happened, blah blah blah. And he was like, "Oh!" Uh, and the, the the father was on his walk and walked right between the the wife and I. Didn't even acknowledge the conversation. Just walked right in the house. Didn't whatever. And oh, I you were trying was, to get his attention. Well, I I was talking to the wife because he wasn't at the house. And okay. So when her and I were talking about it, it was like, "Hey, you're in, in the front yard there. or something like yeah. that." Where you guys talking? Yeah, okay. Right, yeah, right in the front yard. And then she was like, oh, he's coming up. And then so I waited. I paused the conversation. Hopefully he's going to be like, hey, what's going on? Nope. Right. Walked right between us. Walked right in the house. And I was like, yo. In between you even. Yeah. And I was like, yo, what's up Mm. with that? And I was like, yo. And then she was like, he just doesn't like to handle these type of things. And I'm like, you know what? (laughs) It it, 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 it was a drawn out conversation. To right. the point where I was like, um, I don't know what your kid is doing. Like, I don't know why you would think it's okay for him to hit a girl. Right. I don't know where he's. I don't. I was like, and then my my ass was like, I don't know where he's getting it from, but he's getting it from somewhere. <laughs> you said that, up. yeah. Very and, judgmental, uh, brother. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, there's judgment. You I, get the right like, put down, right? You know, like his child hit my child. Right. Yeah. Like you know, I need then, to defend it. And it's this, hard to this, even come down off the emotion but right now. Like but they're, they're, they're four and five years old. This is how young. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was like, well, he's seen it from somewhere. That was my. Okay. Where I left it at. And I think two days passed and I'm dropping, you know, like at the time, I think it was pretty cold in, in the morning. So I would drop my kids off in the car and I would, uh-huh. you know, wait with them for the bus. And then he walked up to my window 
And then he tried to, you know, like roll it down. And I was like, what's up? And he was like, do you have something to say? And I, was, I told him, I was like, no, I said everything I had to say to your wife the other day. I was like, if your you were kids there, were in the car. Yeah. At the time. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we're still waiting for So like, I was very calm about it. I was like, no, I said everything I had to say to your wife. If I was like, if you were there, you would have been a part of the conversation. Yeah. And you're also not like, dude, you're trying to have this conversation in a threatening manner in front of my children. Um, I waited for that because I knew where he was getting at. And yeah. so like, and then he but was like, well, if you need to tell me. That is the behavior that you're saying. Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is just proof of the behavior that you're saying and that he's probably mad about that the, the child is seeing though, yeah. is the so way like he I, responds to the situation. Yeah. So I told him that, well, not, I, so he was like, you know, like, Hey, uh, well, if you have anything to say, you can tell mm-hmm. me now. And I was like, bro, like, I was like, I'm not the one. <laughs> I was like, I said everything I had to say already. I was right. like, if you want, like, you know, like, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and do this shit in front of all these people and act like a fool. Like, I, I mean, I am the way I am. I don't know how well you see me. I'm not a hothead. Even when I drink. Ever. I don't know that I've ever seen you hothead. You know what I mean? I don't pick, I don't pick on people. I don't talk shit to people to pick a fight or anything like that. I think yeah. I know myself fairly well enough. And I'll compose myself until it comes to, like, oh, shit. And then, so, like, he started running his mouth and saying some shit. And then he said something about, like, well, I'll see you then. I was like, yo, let these kids get on the bus. I'll be at my house and I'll be in the front yard. And, right. I, was fucking, and I was serious. I fucking went. The kids were on the bus, parked my car. He didn't. And that was kind of the end of it. Like, it was an altercation. Come maybe about a week later. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, about two weeks, I didn't allow these kids to come over and, like, hang out with my kids keep them away blah 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 and i was right. probably about two two weeks three weeks and then i was like you know what it's kind of shitty it was a thing let's just see they came back and he hit my fucking daughter again with a stick and i was like that was it a little, yeah I, a little I, escalation yeah so i went back i talked to him and, the dude uh, the dad yeah. and uh, i try to make sure i talked to him and he wasn't there didn't see him and I left it alone. I was just like, fucking keep, I talked to the wife again, keep your kids. Your kids are not allowed to come over. Leave them alone. Right. That's, that's fucking, I'm over it. Right. And then come forward to the altercation of what happened. He was driving his motorcycle. It was nighttime. Again, like I told you, I was taking a walk around the block with, with my son, Sayar, and my friend, my partner. And then we were going. Business then, partner, like, lover. You mean your girlfriend or? Oh, your... girlfriend, yes. Okay, yeah. and then we go and then she he comes around the corner in his motorcycle with his child on the motorcycle and it like the only way i was going to say it's obvious is like my son was like he swerved towards me i was on the far left but we're on the right side of the road do you know what i'm saying so the kid and she was on the closest end of the grass area you know what i'm talking Mm -hmm. about yeah, so I was shoulder. I was to, I was towards the middle of the road, and so he comes as the as generally in my stupid opinion a man should be, so that he can right. push the kids and the and the women out of the way and take right. the brunt of any kind of oncoming traffic. Okay, yeah, exactly. And, and this so, dude like, pulls over in the other lane though to swerve no, towards he's, you. He's in the motorcycle. He's in the center. I'm I'm a little off to the center. I'm still off to the side, but right. he kind of he kind of swerved towards my way like on a motorcycle you just swerve a little bit but come yeah. right back into and my son yeah. caught it and he was like dad he looked like he tried to swerve to hit you and so i stopped in the middle of the road turned around and i just stood there 
and like I was looking back at him. Mind you, it was right. still like uh, you know, sun's down or whatever. And um, so, all right, let's set the setting because we got listeners. So, sun's down, silhouette behind you, arms folded, cross look on no, your face. No, no, no. I'm just in the middle. I'm just in the middle of the. I'm in the middle of the street, looking back at him. He's about maybe four, or five houses it down. Sounds like we're setting up a, a stare down before a showdown. For sure. And like, like the the. The, oh, yeah, the yeah. whistle goes off. The I definitely timber. look back at it. was mm-hmm. more like that. What the fuck are you doing? Look, you know, when I turned back yeah. and stopped and looked, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so I didn't say anything. He dropped, off, he dropped off his child off his bike, mm-hmm. backs up, and then comes towards me. And this is where we left off and how it happened. So he comes back on his motorcycle towards me. And uh, how old is this kid? Because kids only four or five years old. Is there a different child? No, no, no. It was the child. Yeah, four or five years old. He was. He was sitting this, on the. I'm gas stopping tank. a second to think sitting about this because tank. house, house. Like if the, if your claim that he takes exception to, is that the the child who is hitting your daughter now in an escalated manner twice. Once in escalated manner, I mean with a stick from fist to a stick, which is a huge escalation. Right. Um. If that is your complaint, that he is learning it from somewhere, and that is the complaint that this guy takes exception to, because, of course, it implies that he is violent, right? And then while that kid is driving around the neighborhood with him in an unsafe manner, with a helmet on, I'm asking, as well? No, no, no. Of course not. So as long as he's driving around and he, he then swerves towards you, teaching the kid this aggressive behavior are you fucking shitting me how can you be mad about your statement that is now the truth instead he's gonna back that claim up so like so he goes and after he does that he goes to his house i see him i'm standing in the middle of the the fucking street looking at him because he's not that far but he's far Mm -hmm. enough drops the kid off backs up and then rides towards me i'm not leaving anywhere Right. Standing, yeah. He's gonna stand right there because now he, yeah. I feel like he has something to say towards me. So he comes towards me with his motorcycle, stops right there. I think it was like a, a quick, maybe three second. Like, what's your problem with? Yeah, I, I don't know. He said he said or the you. Yeah, but the motorcycle is no, going too. No, I, yeah, he still has the motorcycle on. He's just on yeah. his brake or neutral. He comes back towards me, and I don't know what he said. Or I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I said, "What's the fuck's your problem?" Trying to do something, and he said yeah. something. But at the moment, I heard his voice. I just didn't want to hear it, and I fucking like I fucking pushed him. I, I want to say I pushed him, but I pushed him hard enough to where he mm-hmm. fell off his bike. He got stuck under his bike. Yeah, he, you know, Hilarious. I broke it. That and would then, be my like, whole my whole intention from the beginning is like I want to try and push this bike over on his leg and laugh at him as the muffler burns him. It, it, no, that- it was on the it was on the opposite side, so like it was on, <laughs> it, it fell to the right side. I'm, I'm pretty right. sure, but he got out of it pretty quick. We went at it for a couple of you know fights. Seemed like they're fucking hours or hours. Minutes. Yeah, but there's it, seconds. It was, you know, and it took a few minutes or whatever. Kids um, on the side of the road, or you know, what's going that, on? That, that, that was the that was the hardest thing because you can you're, you're concentrated on whatever's going on in front of you, but then you hear the everything yeah. else, and, you know? and you really get pulled back into. You're supposed to be a dad. I don't know if yeah. you're giving the best behavior, but at your point, no, your amygdala wasn't. has been engaged, and yeah. you can't really come down off that. Especially this guy continues. If you put any line across, you know that he wants to. Cry, he did. He came back to you. 
he could have went home. I mean, I'm sure that's what the judge is going to say, too. Right. He's like, sir, you could have just gone inside of your house after you threatened his life with your motorcycle, which could be allegedly you could have just gone home. As soon as the the fight was done, as soon as like, you know, we separated and we finally, okay, I'm going to my place. You're going to his. I can hear him call the cops immediately get to my house. They were there, you know, I'm cleaning up or whatever. And then sure enough, cops come and they take me to jail because which is fucking crazy enough. They they didn't take him. They didn't take the both of you. No, and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, you? you're in Oklahoma. Was he white? He was. <laughs> oh, God, dude, he was. Why did but they no, set up such like, a bad scenario for me? <laughs> it's getting hard to be a white motherfucker nowadays because this guy so being privileged but, but, is being but, too like, obvious. It's not even. I don't think it was even that. I don't even think it was even that because here's okay. the thing. Look at watch. So yeah, did he have was, marks or something? Yes. Yeah. And so okay. he looked. Yeah. Up, so I was like, why are you taking us both? And then he was like, well. He looks like he got, oh, the way the cop put it was like, well, if it was a wife and husband situation and the wife looked like she got beat up more, you're going to go to jail. I was like, <laughs> what in the fuck? I was That's like, a Wait weird a determination for the and cop to make, I would feel. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. no, what the fuck? Win- and I'm trying, I'm trying <laughs> Winner to goes to jail, head. everybody. Yeah. I, was like, yeah. I was like, Wait a minute. I was just defending myself. And I even told him, I was like, yo, right. he went to his house. He didn't have to come I'm back to me. Good at it. Yeah. And then I, and I told him, I was like, if he came at me with that motorcycle and I had my gun on me and I shot him, I'd still be walking away free. And the cop, you know, I'm, yeah. getting to jail. I'm getting taken to jail. At you're not. Are, are you wrong in that? Do you think I don't think you're no, wrong? No, no. It, no, would you have gone wrong. to jail? I would have still gone to jail. But okay. a, this is what had happened. Once I was in jail, they did everything. They had to leave me by myself because I was in there for a fight. And everybody, everybody else is walking around in their little day room or whatever. They're like, right. Well, you're in here for a, uh, like a, a aggravated. So you got your solitaire. So I have to stay by myself because they're probably think I'm not right in the head and I'm going to just go pick a fight with somebody in the fucking right. day room. So I had to stay by myself for a whole day. 24 the, hours day? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. From the, from the moment they processed me and I got in, I had to stay uh. there for 24 hours, which is shitty. You got to look at people walking Ew. around. What are your thing. kids doing at all this time too? Did, what kind of, do they just say, okay, is there anybody to watch the kids or were they planning on putting them in fucking daycare? No, no, no. My girlfriend was there. Right. They make sure of that, though, or like, I don't yeah, know yeah, how she, that. OK, yeah, she was there. And like, as long as that was not a case. Otherwise, I wonder they got to call CPS for your kids to go to jail too. all over you being assaulted by somebody after his kid beat your kid. Now everybody's so, getting punished on the wrong side. So here's the fucked up really thing that I think why I got taken to jail. OK, I'm talking to the, I'm talking to this cop on the way to the fucking jail. You know, it's about a good 40 minute ride. And then I'm trying to understand, like, yo, why are you just taking me and blah, blah, blah. I'm, co- I'm constantly, you know, and this doesn't yeah. make sense. I'm trying to make a point. And then I asked him, I was like, hey, do you ride a motorcycle? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, so now I get it. I was like, you're upset because he fucking dropped. I pushed him off his motorcycle. It got ruined. And now you feel a certain fucking way. There's <laughs> property like, damage. Involved. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. like, okay, so fast forward again. I'm in my jail, blah, 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 blah. The, um, the bailiff, one of the jailers come and finally gets, was like, hey, wrap your shit up. We're going to move you. And then I, you know, they get, wrap my shit up, come me out. And I was like, what's going on? He was like, judge threw your case out. And uh, he's like, you're going home. And I was like, I fucking knew. And I even told the, that, that fucking officer, I was like, man, I fucking knew it. And he was like, yeah. And then blah, blah, blah. And that's what happened. 
they fucking like I just had to go to jail for 24 hours on like a drunken thing. Now, then, what like, about that... you didn't have a countersuit against this person or anything? No, we never seen this person again. Even though what? he lived on the uh, even though we live he still lived on the other side of the block. Uh-huh. Nobody like it, it's a small little fucking neighborhood thing. Right. So the, the, the he disappeared. The, the news went around really quick that me and him got into a fight. I got taken to jail. Blah blah blah. He has yet to show his face since that. Is nobody's seen him, and their kids. They lived there. Oh, they just got kicked out, but they they were living there for like whatever. But nobody's right seen on. them again. And so <laughs> it was just like, oh, well, like, I mean, that's just, kind of good. Oh, but yeah, the truth really of the matter is, like, I would think that after that you would have a legal recourse still because you were assaulted. You know, I just don't. And in a stand your ground case, don't you still get to charge if you assault the other person? Don't you still get to charge them though with this? Or if if they assaulted you, wouldn't you still be able to listen to me trying to act like I'm a lawyer? All right. Just being being out of jail is like, you know what? I don't need to fucking deal with this. I'm not the one who looks dumb in the situation and blah, blah, blah. And just like, you know, he's, and it was just, you know, pass it on, let it fucking. Some emotional it. intelligence, huh? <laughs> yeah. Just Very proud go. of you. Just let it just go. All, all grown up like a like a big Geo. Yeah. Oh, that's where we left off. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Ready? That's yeah. Oh, point. yeah. Yeah. Straight to the point. So, completely off know, topic. Right? There we go. Now we're back on topic. Actually, to be honest, <laughs> I have I ha- I did make a mental note of it. Um, we are actually still trying to work towards the point of uh, the inspiration where you oh. finally saw that tattooing could be a viable okay. career source. So really, we're there, but okay. we we've, we've gotten twice removed, if you will. Okay. And and why, and we were. Why you do your thing? <laughs> I'm so good at it. That's why. <laughs> It's called obfuscation. Okay. Yeah, I, I see. I see you trying to control the conversation. Let me ask you a question about something completely different. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry, man, uh, for getting so far off topic. But yeah, I, I am curious. What it was that was the change from watching somebody hating to add to life and you thinking that it wouldn't be fun to? But you must have been doing something in art. Were you already, or were you just working at those? Uh, the the, no. the shops and not the shops the no, grocery no, no. stores and stuff so again uh that's where we left off yes last last pain not last pain job but last job there where i felt like okay i gotta take this serious i guess and uh living in oregon working at a big old tire and baby's mother at the time i only have one um but baby's mother at the time was pregnant with our first child and it was like this ain't gonna, like even in my mind it was like it ain't gonna cut this ain't gonna fucking cut it like it's not right yeah and, diapers are expensive you know and um every day i went home and i think i started out with a homemade machine and, and where'd you um, get it i made it uh-huh right on. <laughs> I, I just made it and like i started um doing this weird tribal shit on my on my left leg um Right. Do you uh, still have it? Absolutely. And, uh, nice. So, like, I, I figured tribal was the thing back in the 90s, obviously. But it also uh-huh. taught, me lo- it taught me how to, like, pull a line. I can, mm-hmm. practice, I can practice shade before I did the solid. With a single needle? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Like, most of my stuff on my legs is done with a homemade machine. And it's, you know, pretty shitty. And that's how I learned. And we'll get into right. that also. 
I had a lot of punk rock friends, so they didn't give mm-hmm. a fuck. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it was, like, yeah. You know, just give me twenty dollars and some beer, and let me practice on you. You know, right? That's what it was. And uh, were you doing any for my first ones on my friends? I would actually have to get them drunk before I could talk them into it. There was oh, no. no exchanging of money except I was getting them drunk. No, not at all. They would no, they were paying drunk. you. Yeah, they would. No, yeah. I mean it was just like I didn't have to pay for the beer. They would just they would go get buy, you like, drunk. Yeah, they would get me drunk and like oh just because I, so I always drunk. you started the right way. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so like it was fun, you know. Like uh, I don't. I don't have I don't talk to him too much nowadays. You know, like I don't Yeah, because every time you see him, he's trying to show off your shitty work. <laughs> or they're at or they're asking, hey man, like, you know, remember the remember what you said back in you know, ten years ago when you did this? Or can you still finish it for like you know, get the fuck <laughs> for that price? <laughs> so it's like you know. You're like, dude, another fifty bucks, I'll finish this up six years you know. later. Yeah. It's more Motherfucker like inflation. Now yeah <laughs> you know i'm not selling swag weed anymore like <laughs> <laughs> compressed brick weed you know walk into a dispensary I, and you gotta pick and choose now have you seen <laughs> any any weed that needs to be cleaved anymore you know what i mean that comes off in chips that look like a cow shit in the pat in the pasture you know i don't again any of like i think okay so now let's go back again i don't think i tattoo any of those tattoos anymore so which we'll fast forward to like how again Mm -hmm. we'll get back we'll just get back on topic and how we okay Okay. here we are so now shitty tattoos back then on punk rocker friends Uh led me to like okay so um how to take this serious baby's mom got pregnant that's after work Every day, give me two tall cans of some naturalized and practice on this fucking tribal thing that I got. I started. You're like, yeah. And that was it. That was it for a year. How long do you think you were going like that before you started working on the homes? A year. I practiced on myself for a good year because I know that because she was pregnant with our first child the whole time. So nine months. Right. And that's how I kind of that's how I know my timeline of my tattoo career. By your kids. By my first child, yeah. by my first, my first child, he's 15 now. So now okay. 16, I'm 16 years in and 16, 14 15 years. and nine months. You're kind of giving yourself four, some credit, but okay. For four, 13, <laughs> 14 years professionally. Um, my apprenticeship, I take it as were conventions. I learned by watching because um, my first convention was 2010, Las Vegas, Mario Barth biggest tattoo show on earth like talk about throwing a guppy into a fucking pool uh, an ocean of sharks you know was it really big then i went to one of his and it was it was in the biggest ballroom maybe but nobody showed up to it it was it was terrifying for me because like everybody that you i think i thought i looked up to or like who Mm -hmm. was in the in the know at the time was there you know and they still they still are you know i'm talking like mike devreezer Bob, Bob, Bob Terrell and mm-hmm. Jose Torres, Jose Rojas, Nico, and all these guys back then were, you know, and things like that. How about um, Jose Lopez, too? Was he there at all? Or not yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him at a few okay. shows. Actually, he was actually at that New York, my very first, the one that I talked about, the affliction party. He was there. Okay. And so um, I think growing up in a, a where, how I grew up, my dad, like my dad, I grew up in a, in a, an environment where you don't ask questions, 
you fucking pay attention, you look, and if you get it and you see how it's done, you're going to get it. You'll know how to do it. It's okay. nice to have, it's nice to have someone say, Hey, this is what you're using. But if you can manage to like, Oh, he picked up that needle to use it for this. He dropped the drop system was the main thing for me. Like it was like a big thing to learn how to like, I can't watch people that. actually setting up their gray shade and yeah, just counting I out drops. Yeah. I couldn't use, I couldn't use a wash system because that's like, that's like trying to tattoo how this person tattoos. That's right. their system. And but you could was, develop your own by watching them. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's the way I kind of took back the then. They didn't have wash systems either. Really? Did they? I don't think so. I, okay. I, I couldn't say. So I was just, again, I was just going around and I would just watch. And um, I remember, again, I can remember certain things like the very first time I did watch Bob Terrell, slowest fucking tattooer ever. Mm-hmm. Back and forth, you know, back mm-hmm. and forth and nothing's ever meticulous. Yeah. And, you know, don't rush it. Let the machine do the job. You don't need to do that. And then you go and watch, like, say, I would watch Nico and I'd see him do his like stencils it wasn't the tattooing because there's no fucking way i would ever think that i would be tattooing like him at all okay to to sit there and watch him do his stencil work and apply the stencil and how much he paid attention to every detail on the face right you know it's almost like now you can run it through like pony lawson's app and then it kind of comes out the same but i still don't understand that shit you know oh pony lawson has an app that helps uh it's a stencil app and a lot oh, of people wow. use it and go by it. But I, like when I see those things being printed out, I can't like if, if I'm doing a portrait, <laughs> I have to, I have to hand do that fucking thing. So I generally a, do too. That was a learning process of like, you know, um, I didn't have an apprenticeship, but I, my apprenticeship was everybody else learning and watching all, like, yeah. all y'all all y'all like everyone before i even knew like you or everybody it was always the conventions was like okay if i wasn't making the money because you know conventions are you know it is what it is you know you're either going to go there and you know what you're doing and you know how to hustle you're going to sit there but if it's make not money a, yeah you know if it's not that good of a convention what are you going to do i'm going to go around i'm going to go look and watch someone else and mm-hmm. try to figure out something that i didn't know before why is he moving his hand like this? Why is he doing yeah. that? Do you, you know, sit there on the outside of it and, and try to like think if I was him, the next thing I would do would be this. And then you wait to see what he does next. You know, you try and plan the tattoo ahead and then see where you're right and wrong. I don't think I, I, I would say I would do it this way as opposed mm-hmm. to him because, you know, like I don't, everybody tattoos differently. I would, you know, everybody has their own process of how they look at and, and attack the situation, I would say. Like people even will go do the watercolor thing because I know that's a topic. But when the people see me do You that, haven't gotten there yet. You started <laughs> off on skulls. I was like surprised. Because so, so people um, understand yeah. that my uh, understanding of Geo's work may be different than his because all I have seen him do for the most part is beautiful black work with well um applied technically uh watercolor which, which was like a fad but a lot of people were doing watercolor like it was a bunch of clowns jerking off on you or something right. you know they like did, yeah they did a little circle jerk on somebody's shoulder or something yeah paint spray or something but yeah. you were doing watercolor that looked like 
somebody did a watercolor painting on somebody's arm and you still so, but so, now you're into skulls and you're barking no, up my career i see no I see no no that's how i, no, I see that's, how I, that's how i started <laughs> so with the way water okay so we'll go back and like again that was the process of like how i attacked and where i became a tattooer that's how i became mm-hmm. and knew that this was going to be from traveling to that situation well then let me stop you before we get to the other part let's stay here for a minute i guess because you know i'm off uh-huh. topic anyways Right, what right. made you decide to go on the road? Like, like you, 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 you purposely set out to do it for learning purposes or no, no, no. Okay. okay. So quick, this was a quick story too. So, um, <laughs> I'll try my best to, to make it longer for you. <laughs> so, okay. So he is known now and I'm not going to give his name. I'm not going to say what okay. shows, what shows he does, but we're just going to say he predominantly stays in Texas. Okay. So you must be a promoter or something, right? Going on. Yeah, he just does shows in Texas, and uh, and so we were on good terms when we first met. Like we were really good. Like it was his first introduction to the tattoo world, and it was also mine. He opened up a shop with a partner, a a buddy of mine, and he's still friends. I'll tell him. Shout out Mark Douglas. He's fucking awesome. And uh, oh yeah, I just met him. Oh really? Yeah, just met him a couple. Uh, was it DC? In in DC? No, I don't Philly? think it was Philly. He was in Philly, but you know, I don't see anybody. So, Southern Cali- you know, I mean, Southern California guy. Yeah, yeah, and he was out yeah. there with a with a guy called Little Dragon, but it was a different oh, yeah, Little yeah, yeah. Dragon than I thought. Yeah. And I started geeking out on this Little Dragon, but I'd never <laughs> seen Little Dragon before. I thought he was Last Rites Little Dragon, Paul Booth's Little Dragon. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Are you familiar? And then so I'm no, like, no, 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 no. Well, I know who you're talking. I mean, I know who the one you're, you, you, both of them probably. You right. Oh, yeah. no, I don't. Oh, Little Dragon. Yeah. She, he did um, a lot of fucking Alexandria Fitch's tattoos. Yeah. Okay. That's I what I thought is what. Well. Yes. Then okay, you know. So the other little, yes. The other little yeah. dragon, the one that you were talking to, that's Eddie. He's like, he hangs around with, you know, them two, known them yeah. for a while. They're, they're really cool people. people. Right. And um, so um, this guy that does the shows in Texas, met up with mark they opened the shop in orange county just so happens my cousin lived right across the street from that guy i'm gonna always say mark so i'm gonna just say that guy as opposed to the texas guy so that guy and uh, he hit so he gets my number hits me up and he's like hey i seen you do a couple things would you like to work in a shop it was i think it was pretty much my one of my first introductions to work into a shop right and uh, i was there for a fucking week I go down to the corner in the Del Taco to go get some fucking food. Cops jam me up and take me to jail because I have a warrant in this county. For what? Uh, I don't fucking know. Traffic. I don't know. I, my, right warrants were, my warrants were never like, I, I'm not. Not a violent like, warrant, but I one they were obviously picking you criminal. up. No, it was just probably like probably driving without a license or some shit. Right. Very dumb. Very dumb shit. And so take me to jail immediately straight to 30 days immediately didn't there my, all my shit is still at the all my setup was still at the fucking shop and everything this oh god yeah so immediately do the 30 days for some reason within that week i learned the shop number that was the only way to fucking get communication to the outside world right okay finally when it come time to get out the 30 days are up he's like and like i said this was my very first convention he was like hey i'm gonna do a convention in las vegas all you gotta do and you know it's 50 50 and you pay your part of the room you know, like whatever. Right. And uh and that's that was that was it, man. I mean, literally that was that it. was the beginning. That was the beginning of like, 
okay, this is going to be way better than sitting in a shop and waiting for people to uh, just walk in when you got three days at a convention, hopefully, and obviously it doesn't work out that way all the time, but it's like, you really, you really got to suck. You, you really have to suck at fucking people skills, hustling or tattooing to not make $500 over the weekend or something to pay for it. And hopefully you walked away with information to better your career. Did you learn right? Did you see right away that you were, that you you could get information there? I knew right away. I, I was like, okay, like I, like I said, like these were the, the top notch guys of the time of that right. era, you know, the all late 90s. And they're all in one or one room. These are people that paid two, three, four, five hundred dollars for, for um, seminar seminars. When yeah. I could just stand, when I could just stand there, I don't need to ask questions because that was yeah. my upbringing. That was my upbringing. Don't ask questions. Just shut your mouth. Look what he's doing. And right. If you, if you can get it, then you got it. Then you got it. And if you can't, then move along. Then, then you can't. Then you watch someone else, and maybe they're doing something different that's probably easier for you to get to. Okay. Yeah. Of course, the, the information may become a little easier for you. So but, that uh, you catch the bug for traveling then, too? Did yeah, you have as much was, fun? That was it. That was it. Okay. Man. That was it. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't not just do the shop thing. It was 100% traveling next convention to the next convention. And then... Hey. Learning huh. that process, learning that process of like how to maximize your travels, you know, like all that was a whole different platform of trying to learn shit too. Okay, so, Max, you travel light, Max, or, or you mean uh, like, hit a uh, hit like, a guest spot? Yeah, when you're in go, town. Go, yeah, you know, like why go to the week? Why go to Philly for the weekend when you start making these connections through networking? And then, you know, okay, I, I won't use Troy because it's obviously like a higher level, but maybe you met a friend in Philadelphia that owns right. a shop. And then, you know, you know what? Hey, man, like, I'm going to be there a few days before the show. Do you mind? And then you're there making some money. Um, maybe my thing, once I learned the game a little bit more, I would move my appointments and be like, hey, I'm going to be there a few days early. I'll tattoo you at the shop, which opened up my walk. More time. Yeah. My walk. At the show. Walk walk-up time and, and mm-hmm. i made i made more money so these were like a lot of uh you know and and, and as time goes you learn these things you know like uh or as you listen again. to my podcast <laughs> yeah i know right i'm setting out a fucking hey, uh, you're doing your own right seminar here. right now i don't know did you know Damn it, <laughs> this man. one's free fucker Fuck, man. hey everybody that gets anything <laughs> from this you can always you can always venmo them. yeah right so uh Hey, so let go, me... so go, so 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 with the traveling uh-huh. had me had me learn my um that I probably wasn't gonna make it doing black and gray for a, a long period of time because you didn't have to be super good. You if you were really bad at it, then it made our job a little easier. But there was still good enough people on the floor to do a skull, to do you know portraits or one thing. But it was like dark art imagery was like, I loved it. And so like, I okay. was concentrating on it. And so, but I found like, it was like, here was the thing. It was like, okay, you got the skulls laid out on the table and blah, blah, blah. And then it's usually going towards the male. And he's like, fuck, I like that. And blah, you know, like how much <laughs> is it? And then you're like, uh, throw out a number. I'm like 700. 
And then he looks at the wife and the wife gives him the look of like, nope. Yeah. There we go. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That, you know, that, that was the end of it. You know, she's probably expecting 450, 300 when something like that. So, and I know we haven't got on the topic. Once I started doing this whole watercolor thing, I, I'm not be foolish to say this, but we're just going to throw it out there. Um, it, it was the total opposite, you know, um, very bright colors. Um, it wasn't choppy, I, I would hope, and things like that. So the wife... What do you mean? Like, yeah. Like, you know, just my she saturation. Like yeah, my saturation was good enough to where, like, oh, this is a pretty tattoo. And uh, I didn't, like, whatever. And so when this whole watercolor thing came into play, like, the, the, the demographic, I guess you would call it, totally did a 180. So it was more women looking at my stuff. And then they would just be like, it's very pretty. How much? And then I would say a price and they would look at the husband and the husband would look at me like you're a fucking piece of shit. But I still want to get laid. So you you can have it, hon. Happy life. Happy life. Here you go. (laughs) So you just started selling to the other person. I was was just like, oh shit, this is going to work out. And shout out to like my friend in Jersey, like Madeline. Uh This is how it really started. Um, She was a friend of mine or still is a friend of mine and she would like she's a jersey girl she would go to the philly show and help me with the booth because you mm-hmm. know like i'm not stop and go that stop and go shit just takes too much time stop the tattoo talk to this person yeah you know all that kind of you know what i mean you have like, to give full should. attention to your client when, when he's right. in the chair yeah right and so she would handle all this stuff and i would you know tattoo her at the end of the weekend and she yeah. came up with this weird fucking she had this weird idea it was a rabbit with a unicorn horn with butterfly wings. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty weird, you know? And immediately my thought was like, yo, that's fucking like some new school shit. Googly eyes, big old teeth. Fucking, that's what you know I would what think. I, yeah. And I was like, this ain't for me. And then uh, I was like, well, let's just try something different though. And off the top of my head, no reference, no nothing tattooed her. And a friend of mine uh, in Boston, uh, mm-hmm. Jake, Jake Parrington, shout out and uh, he entered the t- he entered the tattoo without me knowing into the competition and, yeah and uh and it, it did won. good it <laughs> and you're like fuck i and guess i, I don't like, do dark imagery huh I, yeah that was like i i really can say i guess i, I do like, pretty colorful bunnies is what my thing yeah, is um, i'm i'm doing pretty fucking colorful tattoos for the however and you know everyone was like oh this watercolor thing when it became a watercolor title I'm like, oh, this ain't never gonna last. This is the new tribal shit, you know? Yeah, yes and no. It, it was, it's got uh, more. It's certainly got more depth to it than tribe because tribal was uh, was just that you could only go into so much. You know, there's only so much tribal you can do, right? To eventually well, repeat I mean, yourself. I guess, I guess the in the sense of like it, it was going to be a fad. This is going to be a fad. Yeah, but it no, I don't think so. it, it. I'm sure it will drop in popularity, but there will always be watercolor as long as it's always done right. I work at, well, I work everywhere I go, so I'm not yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, you get a little cocky sometimes. I'm just like, wow. Send something down your way, be like, I don't know, Gio might have some time. They go talk to you, and you're like, that's not what I'm doing, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Hey. You like watercolor? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I wanted to get the hey, Philadelphia hey. Eagles logo. Nope. <laughs> See? Yeah. Nope. No. <laughs> Sometimes we the, send people to people just the, to have fun. Oh, like, like, oh, you got a shitty idea. Go.
Go tell oh, Gio sent, about it. <laughs> oh, I sent I sent tribal tattoos to like random ass booths all the time. You know, when people are like, oh, I want this. And it's like uh, the wolf, but it's in tribal. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> this, this blows. Like, this you know, it's a wolf head in tribal. I know the one or, or the wanna, several of them. There's several of them, oh, really. The only thing that will get me excited about travel, tribal mm-hmm. would be like, a, I want the George Clooney arm. I don't want to work on there's so many hard spots though on the back of the shoulder and don't want to work through that whole neck ditch area oh dude I'm I'm all about it like oh this is gonna hurt so bad bro (laughs) okay I'm not I'm not even nice about it like I got excited to hurt him huh I got I got a job to do (laughs) (laughs) hey man if I speed through this it's gonna be cheaper for you so yeah you know it's gonna be more no it's more expensive I didn't put you oh, if you get, much, yeah. if you get done quicker, they owe Why you not? for the expertise because it might have hurt like a mother. You see that brutal black project? Uh, yeah, oh, I don't like that. That's 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 wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. not your thing. That's what if you, just, dude? You should you should do your own compliment to the brutal black project. Do it the beautiful watercolor project or something. Hey, I always say that my <laughs> tattoos, those watercolor tattoos hurt uh-huh. enough. Trust me. We'll, they we'll just get all of us on there and we'll all just be pushing water and mixing it on the skin. <laughs> a watercolor right across somebody. Just, just, but just dump water. Just, just dump water as I tattoo. So oh, that way, you know, it just blends out either. Right. Like that, well, that, I was thinking good. about, you know, everybody uses your, your system of water, but you could do I mean, if everybody had the same understanding of watercolor and, and the apply, ap, we've talked about the actual technical application of your process and how it differs dramatically from actual watercolor application on a canvas. However, if everybody were doing that same technique, uh, you could cover a lot of area really quick. And I don't think you could do it painlessly, but you would probably end up with a more beautiful version of the brutal black project. You know what I mean? Like uh, it would just be everywhere, but at least it would be pretty. Like I told you, and funny enough, like I said, I've never watercolored ever. I never watercolor painted. Uh, Have you done it since you started doing watercolor tattoos? No, I have no, (laughs) I have no, I have no Uh, like, okay. Like I have like my system, as far as the way I approach the tattoo, that's for the design process. Yeah. That's just the way I have to, follow it and and i just the process of even watercolor uh, like the actual painting like it just seems like a lot and i'm an oil paint and i oil paint okay yeah so, like, so you're used to that shit staying where it's supposed to yeah instead of well, bleeding it, all the, out crazy the way a tattoo is applied it, once it's put there yes. that's, that's where it's at yeah but now yeah. you're um mimicking something that is the op- that's that's what i like about dissecting your work for me is, is there's a technical part that I understand and there's a technical part of watercolor paintings, which I understand. And, and uh, I don't really care for so much, you know, and I should say wet on wet watercolor paintings, which is mostly what you're doing because other people do watercolor paintings and tattoos. And it's, it's more like an ink style painting, you know, where they just barely wet it. We're talking about your color looks like it, set down was pulled across with a brush and it changed uh with gradients from one set one spot to the other as the colors mixed well i use like say i'm gonna do a red red tattoo or i'm gonna have to mess with the reds it's a Mm -hmm. minimum it's a minimum of at least four tones 
Right, right. You know, like all the way down to brown would be the first because that's the darkest that I can get for the red. For, for the red. And it's, I mean, I mean, and then too, like it's knowing, I guess, your gradients, your color wheel, obviously. And mm-hmm. some people, uh, you know, when you watch these things and they just keep constant, and nothing's wrong with using black, but you're not going to tint yellow with black. No. Uh, you know, there's a chemical it, problem there. Yeah, you're gonna end up with your green, and it's very so green, yeah. Yeah. very yeah. beautiful green though. It's my favorite green, oh. black but and yellow. Just, <laughs> or just use the actual green that the ink is made from. <laughs> Stop fucking around. You could, you could. Well, but, if you want yeah. that vibrant green, I like to work with that dirty green uh, with a little bit of yellow, and then go to a vibrant green, and then I'm, look- I'm all like, I'm looking at all my colors right now, and you're vibrant green. More uh-huh. like an artist, you talking about a throw up green, uh huh. Like, yeah, yeah, that's my favorite to start with a little bit of yellow and black, and so then you mix like it I'm... until you get to a mid tone. And either then you can decide to take it to that still dirty yellow, yep. which I still like, <laughs> although I know it's kind of ugly. Yeah. And then, uh, or, or you can take it, you can start then going to you know the lime greens and then even brighter greens, the uh, the I don't know, lemon green, I don't know. I don't know greens. I don't know colors. <laughs> yeah, it took me. Yeah, well, that's that's where I live now. It's just I on and to top it off, I have to like, I have to have like multiple bottles of one color because it's or just, of each. You know, it's why I, I it's, bummed ink from you this last <laughs> yeah. uh, convention. Right. <laughs> Remember, I felt bad about it because I'm like, oh shit, man, he needs this. Like, this is what you use. Like, you need it every day. I need an ink sponsor is what I need. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, have you? Who do you use right now? As far as oh, ink? I'm not worried about it, but it's, yeah. But uh, who do I, you use? What do you like? Uh, uh, you just uh, use everything. No, I use industry. It's good ink. It's yes, good it ink. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been very consistent since I moved over. And Shout out to Matt, right? What's Matt's last yeah. name? Making that. Kramer. I, 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 I'm reluctant Kramer. to say because I thought it was. Um, I'm pretty yes, sure it's I think Kramer, you're right. Because yep. so, uh, yeah. it was there's there's Matt Clemmer, and I didn't. I was thinking I must have been mis, uh, mistaking it. Matt Clemmer is not the one making industry. Matt Kramer. Kramer. Right. Kramer and his wife. I don't know her name, but they both tattoo, and they're coincidentally both do like watercolory tattoos. Also. Oh, so do they? Like. Yeah, so it was like you know what? Well, you they... better get a new ink then. They don't need you, bro. You better. <laughs> I know, right? You better try out a different company and be like, "Hey, I'm hitting you up on a sponsorship, mofo," because you know how hard it is to transport this shit. It'd be a lot easier if I just went up to the booth. Yeah, right. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, it's been a. I've been doing this style, like the watercolory style, since like 2016, I believe it was, when it first came. Uh, end of 15 which was wildwood which was the show that i was talking about where he entered it so it was a wildwood mm. show which were, were super fun shows to do yeah mike sidero uh, out there on the coast jersey jersey yeah. shore and uh well ever since then i mean the rest is history pretty much you know like i can i couldn't even i can barely give away a skull tattoo for free <laughs> like it's just not it's just not in my fucking they just look at me and they're like nope not at right. all. Just shut you up. You got any with watercolor in it? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. <laughs> do they sell more? 
No, they don't. They still don't. Huh? You know, <laughs> they don't. Just beautiful, pretty butterfly just, type stuff. Just butterflies and flowers and birds, man. How do you like that? You must like it. I, I can't argue because I, it's so free. Like it, it's yes, it, it's um a very gratifying thing when someone's like, "I like your stuff. Go ahead and do what you want to do." And, and because like, you're so good at it, it kind of puts them in that position right away. I think they um, don't want. Mm-hmm. I, um, one of them, I actually, Candy helped me with this one. I think we were at the last show when we were next to each other, and somebody mm-hmm. was talking with her. And I'm not like you said. I'm not like super. Um, how did you say? Not, not, I'm not super pretentious or like being no. whatever. But but I'm like, you know, I, I'm not trying to sit there and convince you so much to. <laughs> Right. To, to, to like my stuff i'm like look at my stuff if you're comfortable with what you see that's what you're gonna get that's what i get yeah and, and like you know I, it takes too much time and effort to try and convince someone fucking 20 30 minutes of talking for them to be like um i'm gonna go look around for a little bit longer like, <laughs> no i'm fucking over <laughs> that shit. i'm over that like, right. you know, here's my stuff if you like what you see i will give that to you yeah. And then they see you see them in a chair later with one of your friends and they feel all nervous like they screwed you over. And you're like, no, oh, listen, no. No, you my weren't favorite, my person. No, my favorite thing is to go over there and look <laughs> over my friend's shoulder and be like, oh, yep. Yeah, I, we do. I, I I like it when I'm tattooing somebody and you can after you figure it out, you know, like your friend comes by and says hi to you or whatever. It makes little mention of it. I did that to you one time. I, I believe it was funny. Remember that tattoo, the um, the whole ditch tattoo, the beetle. I think. Okay. Yeah. Passed. Remember you? You're like, you want to do it? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> I, come I come back an hour later. You're like, shit. Like I got suckered into it. Like uh. <laughs> it was a cool tattoo when I got it. Done, but it cool. was a hard. It was difficult to work. It was it. The beetle was on the crotch of the arm, right? The ditch, so that right. it could be closed if she had her arm up, like you know to her chest or up to her shoulder or fist up to her shoulder and then it opened up and you could see the wings inside but that created yeah yes. <laughs> some work i didn't understand how much that was going to be until i got into it i did <laughs> well you know i knew that it was going to be more than i knew it would be does that make sense <laughs> and that's like, why i tried like, to pass it on to you first i was like man i'm such a lazy piece of shit tattooer Oh, that's Gio's kind of stuff right there for sure. Oh, he loves that. Go to go talk to Gio. I'm still waiting for the skull to sit down. <laughs> they don't come to me really either. Uh, people do come and they say, you know, do what you want, but that's really hard to do. I have a hard time doing what I want. When when someone says do what you want, do they pick the subject for you? No. The only time when they say do what I want, I'm like, you're getting something just an abstract color. Uh-huh. There's no image. There's no imagery. I'm working with the part of the body that you're allowing me to tattoo, mm-hmm. and then I ask them, "What are your three, four favorite colors that you would like to look at?" You're right. Usually, usually it's blue and purple. <laughs> and that's that's it's that's what it is. But at the same time, you know, like and and honestly, that is my favorite thing to do. It is like when they don't when they don't want imagery. They just, it's almost like they just want me to, that's why I say, I call it, I'm painting on people. Like, uh, uh, 
like you know, accentuate they, their body some they're shaping yeah, up yeah, just hmm? you know I, and i and it's good too because they choose these weird areas like you know i'm gonna i want it to come up the shoulder blade and around my back and mm-hmm. what other tattoos really gonna what other do that properly fold Nothing. that way you know what i mean yeah so like i'm able to like get these work with these areas and um and they're letting me do what i want but at the same time i'm like yo like as long as you're happy looking at some bright color and something, they're essentially just wearing a painting of mine. And I, and that's actually the more gratifying type of thing because they're literally are taking my art, you know, some people. I do understand that. That's why I like wicked clowns. There's no way to wrong way to do a wicked clown. Right. And they make great cover-ups. <laughs> that's my go-to. Oh, skulls are my go-to. Oh, For cover-ups? cover-ups? Yeah. Yeah. Skulls. Or if they're wanting a watercolor tattoo, which is the easiest cover-up ever because now... Because like, you can use get, black there. I use that black and make it look like a splatter, like a big right. splatter mark, and then work off of that splatter mark and then drag with all Right, and then you can use the, the colors underneath and you can make them a prettier version of those colors and then gradient those colors to your next... I see. That yeah. probably is easiest. Abstract. As I, maybe I'll have to start selling it. On that, I was just, I was go to like, nah, you need a demon. <laughs> That's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but you're getting a cover up. So it's probably going to need to be a demon. I think a demon's hey, going mean, to go right there. Well, look what you did with that dude's half black arm. Holy shit. That was cool, actually. That was, yeah, yeah. that Pharaoh that we did. That was in, that was the same day, I think. Of the, of, of, yeah, that we were both you, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on, right on, um, right on. But, but um, um Mm-hmm. I, I'm about to probably start to wrap it up. The bottom line is really a motherfucker does have to make his return on investment or it's not worth doing. Right. And that person you need also. So when you recognize the importance of someone like Chapo or uh, James Webb or James Weber, actually, isn't it? Right. But, uh, you know, um, and, and uh, freestyle Alex, the way he sets up his booths like, um, uh, you know, like uh, like a shop, you it's know, a like business. a walk-in no, no, shop. I, I don't know how anybody else, but I know like Alex. Alex is like, because uh, I've been around for a minute. I've seen Alex grow from four booths, five booths, and now he's buying 10 booths. You know what I mean? Yeah, freestyle uh, mania. Yeah, yeah. Alex. And, um, yep. He's always, I've never worked. I don't think I've ever worked in his booth at starting up because I, that's how I came up and learned and then started just getting a partner, you know, like in uh, yeah. Dale and I and things like that. It makes it so much easier. So you, when you learn your, your partner, you, you learn your living situations and, and right. you know, things like that, as opposed to like, oh, man, you got to take control of like 15 fucking people. And, yeah. you know, that, man. Like, <laughs> babysit you know, that people was, on the road. Yeah, that uh, was too much. Some of those guys, I should uh, like freestyle. Probably got plenty of stories. Motherfucking artists coming out and fucking up on the road. But right. now I think he's got it dialed in pretty well to where I don't think he's playing around with any any stupid no. people too often. You know? No, I don't. I don't think I've seen him bring in too many new people. I mean, uh, that's another that's another thing too. When when the new people come into conventions, it's like fuck, man. Those are the mm-hmm. ones that, that are complaining down the line, like, oh, I didn't get to work and I didn't, you know, the show was slow and this and that. And it's like, you know, so is somebody that comes without a hustle stick, yeah, you know? Like, you gotta, oh, man, and they get mad about to, it. Yeah, it. Sucks to suck, you know? <laughs> well, 
the number one thing they really need to learn is to get out of their bubble. Like no one comes up to you at a show so much as you make yourself available to be approached, you know? Right. And right, right. It, it doesn't just mean that you try and get everybody off that passes by you and be like, Hey man, what's up? How you doing? Come over here. Talk, you know, is that's they They sense that too. There's, but you got to come with a hustle stick. You know, you got to come I've with had, a fishing stick. I've had people come back to the booth just because I was, just because I told, I, I acknowledged them and said, hello. And I've had a few, you know, like yeah. throughout the years and some people are like, yo, I just came back because you were the only person that at least said hello to me. You know, mm-hmm. things, yeah. things like that go a long way. And it's not just like, uh, you know, yeah, you can have a really dope portfolio, but if you're sitting in the back of the booth on your phone, and don't even look up at the person. Right. You're not going to fucking work. Yeah. The, when the customers come into the show, I think artists get it mistaken sometimes, especially newer ones or, or ones that aren't prepared. But they, the customer comes in with no expectations and a lot of trepidation and fear. It's not easy right. for them to ask you. They don't realize that you might be out of your water, too. You know, they feel out of the water. And, and so it makes it harder for them to say, hey, what the fuck do I do here to get your attention so, and get a tattoo? So quick one, too. Like, oh, so mm-hmm. I learned this by doing the conventions for so long. Also, it's like, um, yeah, you can cater, cater to them, you know, like cradle them, whatever. But my thing was like, yo, like, I know why you know why you're here. I know why you're here. Like, I'm not going to like, I'm not super like aggressive. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? Um, right. You know, how's, how's your day going? Oh, fine, fine. I was like, and then you lead on to like, Oh, what are you looking to get? And they immediately come back. Oh, I'm just looking. And then jokingly, I'm like, Oh, come on, pull out your phone. I already know what you want to get. And then just by <laughs> like the whole, the phone joke. And they're like, Oh shit, he knows. And they just, well, <laughs> okay. And this and that, and at least that's the foot in the door for them, not me. Right. Like right. I already know, you know, like it's just at least I know they're getting to the. That You've shown them how to break the ice, how to get the conversation yeah. going. They might yeah. do that same with other artists, <laughs> or actually, probably is what they do is they walk around and they get treated by enough artists like they don't have time for them, and they come back and say, "Hey, you're the only person that said what up." People skills go super obviously people skills go a super long way in this traveling game like you know like you can be yeah you can be a an asshole tattooer in your town and these people in their town only have so many fucking um options throughout the week you know right as as opposed to like yo you're gonna be a shitty person to me but i have like all these other people all these other artists there has to be someone else in this building that can right figure you know whatever so that, that's find that's something to put on me. Yeah, that's the, yeah. that's an artist. That's the artist bad, I think. You know, just not having people skills and just fucking be nice to someone. Yeah, well, I think one of them is that recognizing that these people don't feel comfortable either. So you got to, and you make them feel comfortable when you say that to them. You know, when you when you let them know, oh come on, I already know that you you're hiding your hand. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't you don't want to you you're preparing to bluff me. You don't have you to joke bluff with me. them. You know, it's, I know where they, you're they, at. They, they, they take it as a joke. It's not like I'm being aggressive towards them. I'm just like, hey, man, I'm just like, no, just show me what you got. Maybe maybe we can work something out. If not, you know, maybe I can show you to another artist that does what you like, you know, and right. like things, things like that. I, I think suppose. that's a really good one. But 
artists should take away and, and maybe even honestly i don't think i'm talking to so many artists right now across the world but we are talking to a lot of people that are potential clients for tattoo conventions and in that i, I think they could take that away is is an artist that approaches you in that fashion um hey if you tell me what you want i may not be the guy that does it I can show you. I know all these people around here. I know so many people here that I can put you in the right direction. That's somebody you should be able to trust. I mean, until maybe they catch wind, but you know what I mean? Like that is somebody you should talk to. And I don't know. I, they will. I mean, why would they say that if they don't? And I think um, going back to like just and going back to this traveling kick that we're conversation. I mean, I learned that in which like, you know, having the best of friends, like um in tattooing and i i've gained the best of friends during this traveling thing so it's like if i can't do it i'm sure i'm gonna know someone who can and it's could it's cool to pass that on because maybe they're having a shitty day and they can use obviously the money and then it's gonna come yeah. back, it'll come back sooner or later you know what i mean right. oh like geo does the, the watercolor stuff and they're asking kyle to do it because he was on tv I want yeah. Kyle to do my watercolor tattoo, but I don't know. You do it, you do it. If not, it's like, you know, we'll bounce back and forth and like, you know, it ain't for me. I'm not going to do fucking somebody's eyebrows. I already know who's going to do them, you know? Right. Yeah. Everybody sends the permanent cosmetics generally to my wife. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's become a, a family of, fact, of sorts where of fact, I got a book we try to make sure everybody eats right in Kansas city. I need to get an appointment. Start. Well, are you going to get your eyebrows done? Not, not me. Okay. I mean, if she has time, I mean, then she's gonna. Your eyebrows are really good and thick, man. I'm, I'm jealous. My eyebrows were the first thing to go, and and I have thought about having my wife put them on that so actually, many times. That, that, that's, that's funny, I, dude. I penciled them in once for a, um. We did a douchebag party, I think it was, or maybe it was a 1980s. I think it was a douchebag party where everybody dressed up like a stereotypical douchebag of, of whatever type. And so I did like, a, um, I, I uh, shaved a little bit of stubble, like a really tight, fine mustache, like a backstreet boy or something. <laughs> and then I, I penciled it in with an eyebrow pencil and it was looking really douchebaggy. And then I went ahead and I penciled in my eyebrows with that same pencil. Cause I was like, this will probably help. And I was so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was like holy shit what eyebrows can do but I'm scared of the transition if I were to have my wife do my eyebrows how many people going to make fun of me about having Everybody. my eyebrows tattooed and, yeah and it's even worse now that I let them know but how many people <laughs> going to look up at me and be and just be studying my eyes for a little bit and then be like that's a fucking did he put that are you wearing makeup Kyle and I got like, no, nah, it's, like it's, it's a tattoo for, of all makeup. of us would be like a candy made him do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe I can get away with it that way. You know, it's like my wife made me. It's OK. I'm still a guy. I'm still, I'm a, still man. a man. My wife I'm made still a man, me. right? I'm still a man, right? <laughs> yeah. She said I, she, I wasn't getting it no more. And it wasn't getting it for her, at least. And so needed the eyebrows. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. It's amazing what eyebrows can do. How do we get on that? Don't we have something better to talk about? Uh, let's let's give these people more tips on what to do when they come to a tattoo convention. Should they already be prepared with something in their phone? You know, uh, you know what? I would just say ninety eight percent of them are. 
They really are. Listen to Candy. Just come in and she's like, you guys have talked about tips for it. You have talked for three hours. You know, I don't know if it's good that Candy has to do the technical oversight yeah. of this podcast. Like, Fuck, man, I got to edit all this shit. And That's then has to edit. Yes. <laughs> I need to find someone else to edit. But here's the problem. No one else knows what I need to say. Like Candy <laughs> likes to cut out the shit. She's like, Kyle, you are stupid. And people do not need to know that. She's like a magician with my words. Oh, I have no idea. Everybody needs to hear all of this. It's been very <laughs> and informative. <laughs> Very fun and informative. Hey, uh, let's save it for a second. Yeah, um, that'd be awesome. Uh, I look forward to having you back on, Gio. I've had a blast. And we're going to get yeah. into talking about aliens next time. Oh, man. They're, they're there. They are there. I know you think so. So <laughs> I know we're going to talk about it. <laughs> but until then, I think I've stayed too long and I've said too much. I love hey, you, brother. We're going to see we you again all. real soon. Baltimore, right? You're going to be you there in Baltimore. Yep. Look forward to it, brother. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Super fun, man. Thank you. No, I had a blast too. I think it, I, I don't think we did bad. Um, right. In case there was any concern, certainly this is as good as any others have gone. <laughs> <laughs> Except Candy is still, look at it. She's like, Kyle, done. I got to edit this shit off the end. Even that's annoying. I got to find the spot. Uh, Troy didn't even let you get a word in at all. Barely let you get a word in. <laughs> Yeah, I had to talk over him, and you know how hard that is? (laughs) I love you guys, but I'll talk to you later. Love you too, brother. Later.